Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 5, verses 12 through 26. Verse 20 says, when he saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. Jesus saw their faith. The faith of his friends? Certainly. The faith of the man? It doesn't tell us if he had faith at all. Maybe it was him and their friends, or maybe it was just his friends. But they brought him to Jesus. They dropped him before Jesus. And either way, God can work with faith, no matter the source. You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? And in Nazareth, he couldn't do many mighty works because they didn't believe, because of their unbelief. I think someday we're going to be amazed at the limitations we place on God. Something that really bothered Brother Andrew when he was at the WEC, School of Evangelism in Glasgow, Scotland, he would notice that as students, they'd get together and they'd pray for a need. And they would earnestly pray and they would they would just cry out to God and say, God, please do this, do this. And, and they'd pray for hours about something and and maybe they'd be praying for 10 blankets and they'd only get seven. And he was like, how is this what the scripture says about asking you shall receive? Or if you pray according to my will, you'll have it. Where does that, where does that work? You know, and so he went on this walk and he, he walked down to really a dangerous part of town. I don't know why, but he, he walked down to the area of Patrick and he was just agonizing over this question. And as he came back to the school, he noticed from the, the angle that he was coming into the school, he looked up and he saw the sign that says, have faith in God. And he, he realized at that moment in his own heart that what he was having faith in was their prayer. He was having faith in the fact that they were praying really hard and that God's going to answer it because they prayed real hard. And he realized, wait a minute, I need to really think about this. I shouldn't be putting faith in our prayer, but faith in God. And so I can be able to give my request to God and then leave it there with him and rest in the fact that God knows. He, we've told him, we've prayed earnestly that, and, and, and now we can just rest and let, just watch what God does. And, and that changed everything for brother Andrew. Instead of agonizing in prayer and trying to think that he's going to work up his faith, he just instead had faith. I said it. God heard it. It's his now and he's going to do it changed everything he takes care of the man's greatest need first he says your sins are forgiven you it's it's very likely that this was chief on this man's heart i know it was chief on my heart when i got saved that was why i came to jesus because i knew my sin was weighing heavy on my heart and maybe that's what this man was laying there thinking i don't deserve to be here maybe he was like peter i don't deserve to be here i'm a sinful person It, it might have even been sin that caused him to be paralyzed now, obviously, you know, you can be paralyzed and not according, not because of your sin, but maybe he did something that caused him to be paralyzed that was his own fault. Like maybe he was driving his chariot drunk, got in an accident, broke his back. 
Maybe he was doing drugs, and I, I looked it up. They actually had drugs. There was a huge opium problem and a few other things that people took back in those days, and there were addicts. Maybe that's what happened. He got a bad mushroom or something. Contracted a venereal disease, syphilis or something like that can cause paralysis. Or in a blind rage, caused a fight and, and got in a brawl and got his back broken. I don't know. I mean, it's, it doesn't do any good to speculate, but sometimes we're in the state we're in because of sin. And so Jesus takes care of that first. He, he, he takes care of the man's most important problem first. I, I know he did for me. Because if he doesn't do that first, then nothing else really is that helpful, honestly. I mean, he can heal us of cancer, but if he doesn't heal us of our sin, he can heal us of a, a paral- being paralyzed, but if he doesn't heal us of our sin, then what good is it? It really means nothing. And yet if he heals us of our sin, if he forgives us of our sin, that's enough. More than we deserve. Anything else is a bonus. Verse 21, the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And they're absolutely right. Perhaps you're familiar with David's words of repentance after he committed adultery and murder. He said in Psalm chapter 51, verse 4, he says, Against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Uh, We don't think about that. Oftentimes when we sin, we don't think I've sinned against God. We think, oh, I sinned against that person or I sinned against that person and I need to apologize. But all sin, honestly, is against God. And David would say, against you alone have I sinned. And you have to understand that David coveted, then he stole, then he committed adultery, then he lied, he murdered, he dishonored his parents in doing so, and he caused others to blaspheme God because of his sin. He probably did it on the Sabbath day too. It wouldn't surprise me. And that was no offering, that was no sacrifice that you could make for murder and adultery. And yet he, he was broken before God. He acknowledged his sin before God and God healed him. His sins and lawless deeds he put away. Blessed is the man whose sin is forgiven. Because all sin is against God and it's only God's right to forgive sins. And he put away David's sin with no offering. He did because Jesus was already set, already promised to pay the offering for sin. And so he was for this man. And Jesus could forgive him of his sin, not just arbitrarily because he's God, but because Jesus had already been promised back in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, that he would come and take away the sins of the world. If Jesus wasn't God, he certainly was committing blasphemy. And, and, but Jesus knew all these religious leaders. They should have known the scriptures that the Messiah would be the Son of God, that there would be deity attached to the Messiah. And therefore, he'd be God in the flesh. In Psalm chapter 45, verse 6 and 7, he says, Your throne, O God, this is speaking of the Messiah, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a scepter of your kingdom. And you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, the Father, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. So clearly showing the Messiah is going to be God in flesh. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, 
mighty God, everlasting Father or Father of eternity is what that means, Prince of peace, and of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward and forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Very clearly that the Messiah will be born into the world, that he will be mighty God. And then Daniel chapter 7, verse 13 through 14, which is significant to what Jesus is about to say. He says, I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, the Father, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that is that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away in his kingdom, the one which shall never be shall not be destroyed. Again, paralleling what it said in Psalm 45, your throne, O God, is an everlasting throne. And so in verse 22, it says, but then when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say, rise up and walk, but that you may know that the son of man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise Take up your bed and go to your house. Jesus is making a pretty bold statement. Notice he says that you may know that the Son of Man, remember we saw that in Daniel chapter 7, that's the the title of this deified leader. He says he has power to forgive sins. And so he's making this bold statement. Anyone who could say your sins are, anybody could say that, your sins are forgiven you. And how would you know, right? But how many people can say, take up your bed, rise up and walk and go to your house and be healed. You know, if they're healed, that says a lot, adds validity. And Jesus would preach the word and then signs and wonders would follow the word to show his power. And so he healed this paralyzed man. And it says, verse 25, immediately he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on and departed to his house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed and they glorified God and were filled with fear saying, we have seen strange things today. In other words, they're like, what in the world was that? And I think that they, they had trouble because, you know, these are the guys they listen to every Sabbath day. They went to do their Sabbath meetings. They listened to these guys teach. They had high respect for them. And now they see Jesus clashing with these religious leaders and their traditions and all the things that were happening there. What they're saying is that was weird. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.